See, I told you you'd be feeling better. All day long I've been seeing that guy's weird face. And hearing those fingernails. Fingernails? That's amazing you saying that. That made me remember the dream I had last night. What'd you dream? I dreamed about a guy in a dirty red and green sweater. Well, what about the fingernails? Oh, he scraped his fingernails a lot of things. Actually, they were more like finger knives or something. Something he'd made himself. But they made a horrible sound. Scream. Nancy, you dreamed about the same creep I did. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am lovely. I just want to note, I know how we always joke about how the little link to join the podcast recording, come join my podcast on Anchor. Happening now. I went to send you the link and I forgot that the last thing that you sent me was that picture of Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) And was briefly just like, wait, what were we talking about? (laughs) Oh, you know, just, um. Just Johnny Depp, no big deal. <laughs> Just Johnny Depp and 500 gallons of fake blood. That should be the title for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. I'm Brittany. I'm Raina. <laughs> and this is Chismosas and Chainsaws. Today we're talking about a personal favorite of mine. God, you love this movie. I do love this movie <laughs> it's the original nightmare on elm street circa 1984 uh what a weird time for movies in general <laughs> what a weird time for everybody and everything that lasts like like every every decade so far has kind of had like <laughs> just a weird vibe but for different yep. reasons sure has okay I sorry. <laughs> rant no. about fake blood. <laughs> like, let's rant about fake blood, but also about what a fucking weird time the eighties were. <laughs> Even though literally arguably, neither one of us were alive in the eighties. Like that's what I think is the funniest part about that. I did. I remember I don't remember what year the original Black Christmas movie took place. I watched that for the first time uh in December, I think. And I remember sending my mom a message because I was not impressed with the acting. I was like, I think I could have really thrived as an actress if I had been born just at the right time. (laughs) At the right time. I was like, because I can, I'm not like the strongest actress. Don't you dare sell yourself short. I'm a very short person. What do you want from me? (laughs) I can't sell myself tall. Jesus Christ. I can't believe you made me listen to that with my own ears. You're welcome. I'm in a weird mood, ready to talk about Freddy gallons of fake blood. Black Christmas Hell came yeah. out in 1974, originally. 74. You crazy. are welcome. So crazy. But yeah, I, I could have thrived. <laughs> uh, uh, we should really watch that movie. I think that you would hate it. Probably. <laughs> I also think you would have thrived. Um, just because you have the range. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're done, <laughs> complimenting me. 
talk about my favorite. It is so iconic for so many reasons. Good lord, is it ever. Literally watching this movie, I wrote down three separate pop pop culture references that I could think of off the top of my head. I'm sure if I had been paying closer attention, I would have found more. I wrote down iconic four different times during my notes. (laughs) Iconic. Yeah, all caps. I hope that that's all you wrote. Like, I hope that there was no context that you just wrote. Iconic. No, I wrote different things <laughs> next to them because that wouldn't have been, like, timeline wise, I could have probably figured it out. But because you've seen this movie, if you had to how guess, times? if you had to guess, how many times do you think you've seen this movie? Um, I would say probably more than 10. Okay, that's less than I was expecting, though. Because I probably watched this movie. I probably, I, every once in a while, because I have the box set. Of course you do. <laughs> well, I like buying the box sets. Like, horror movies like that. Because I can usually find them at Best Buy for like 20 or 30 bucks. And I'm like, well, this is like seven or eight movies. <laughs> Shout out to Best Buy. Deal to me. <laughs> Seems like a fucking steal. That's literally the whole reason why I have <laughs> all of the paranormal activities. <laughs> is because I bought the stupid little, like, box set that's but no, so I, I have the box set it's got them all i was looking at it i completely forgot that it also includes freddy versus jason and i don't oh. think i watched that in my last marathon of all the nightmare on elm streets i've never just, seen it it's just not good <laughs> i didn't that come out when we were in like elementary school or something that sounds yeah. vaguely familiar i want to say like it's well Kelly Rowland's in it. Oh it's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Rowland know Rowland's that she had an acting career. It's not a good one. Oh, there's yep, there that's the that on that. That's how it she is sees the it. That on that. Freddy vs. Jason was two thousand three. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. I was eight. Well, so what's crazy is the guy that played Jason in this isn't Kane Hodder, which is fucking stupid, if you ask me. Kane Hodder, uh, I briefly told you earlier, was like, he's the guy that like- The Jason. Yeah, most people know him as Jason. Who else was in this stupid movie? Talking about Freddy vs. Jason now. Okay, I was um, like, I've never seen it, I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, The guy that plays- Betty Cooper's dad on Riverdale. Is yes, Hal Cooper. Hal, Hal fuck Hal that Cooper. guy, first of all. Fuck that guy. He also, damn it, he was in something else that I watched recently, and he, but he was you very young. Scary movie? <laughs> yes! Yes, I did. Actually, that's what it was. I was like, he was young, and he like, it was before he got like, old and rotund. It's <laughs> <laughs> before he got old and rotund. Um, Jesus. yes, actually, that's exactly what I watched. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, because it's, um, it's like the, I know what you did last summer, right? Is what he is. It's not the Scream one, right? He's not in Scream. <laughs> Obviously. What are, I'm confused in what you're asking me. Maybe I don't remember Scary Movie very well. So... Scary movie one, they talk about 
scream like it is scream that's how i knew what happened in scream yeah but isn't there one where it's like i know what you did last summer that's also this one it's the same one it's the same movie wow i'm so proud of myself for blocking that out of my head can't relate um i I think these man these movies also i feel like shaped a generation yeah, not in a good way. Not at all in a good way. Caleb and I watched it, and I was like, aha, I see what they're doing there, because I just watched Scream. <laughs> I can follow this storyline for I can follow this. I told Caleb that the reason that I knew what happened in Scream when you and I first watched it was oh because I had seen this, and he was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, like, I'm glad Caleb feels the exact same way that I do. A little bit. How... Much money was the budget for this, and how much money did it make in the box office? The budget for this was one point eight million. Okay, which is pretty low. There was also there was a lot of um, a lot of issues with trying to find the funds to make the movie. Ooh, because well, like I I told you when we were just brainstorming and talking about it, Wes Craven took this to multiple studios trying to sell it <laughs> and like everyone rejected it the reason why she's laughing listeners <laughs> is because if you'll take a trip to the wikipedia page for this movie you'll find out that Wes craven tried to sell this movie to walt disney, disney studios <laughs> i'm just like picturing this movie made by walt disney and i think like, I'm pretty sure I would pay money to watch that. I think it would be hilarious. It would not be good. It wouldn't be good. That's not what I said. <laughs> I said it would be hilarious. I think it'd be so funny because it'd be so bad. Because he would have to cut out at least half the movie. Like, everything. The whole point of the movie is that, like, Freddy is this creepy, creepy guy. And Disney would be like, maybe he just looks kind of weird. And you get a weird vibe <laughs> from him. Like... The parents end up killing this guy. How would Disney handle that? They'd be like, ooh, he mis- he disappeared <laughs> under mysterious circumstances. like, And was he never heard from woods. again. We just never saw him again. Into the woods. I do have, I have a quote from Wes Craven that I wrote down. About like, creating Raven. Freddy. Truly. R.I.P. Greatest of all time. Like, <laughs> I love Wes Craven. But he's, he said, um, Freddy stands for the worst of parenthood and adulthood, the dirty old man, the nasty father, and the adult who wants children to die rather than help them prosper. He's the boogeyman and the worst fear of children, the adult that is out to get them. And I was like, yeah, man, that's, that's it. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. That's a lot to unpack there. It is a lot to unpack there. Because there's also, you don't, this would be, like, such a good standalone movie. But, alas. But, alas, we've got seven, eight sequels. The Freddy vs. Jason. And the 2010 remake. We've got two, maybe more seasons of a TV show and a video game. Should have been just a standalone, but here we are. You can say that. (laughs) You can say that, but after I make you watch the rest of these, Brittany, mm. (laughs) 
oh, you're really going to be saying that at the end of Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. (laughs) So he, Freddy Krueger was like it in pop culture. He started out as like an actual scary being. Like, this is scary. I'd be scared of Freddy Krueger. I was scared of Freddy (laughs) Krueger. He really freaked me out back in the day. I I say as if I'm 30 or like 50. (laughs) I said 30, 30 50, it's all the same. I said 30 and I was like, wait, 30's not that old. (laughs) 31, 30 is not that old. Two, 30's not that far off. So, you know. know. It was also that. (laughs) I was like, wait, I'm friends with people that are 30. I, yeah, I'm friends with people that are older than 30. So (laughs) there's that. Um, As someone who is easily frightened what's that like it's the worst (laughs) god damn you remember going to see Blair Witch with me in 2016 like we went together you remember how fucking frightened I was (laughs) you were so scared I was horrified so it's it's like that but all the time I would have loved to have seen (laughs) Um, the new It's in theaters with you. I'm here to tell you, I don't remember a lot about the first It movie. Like, I went to, I remember seeing oh, it in theaters, man. but I don't, like, oh boy, nothing really stood out to me. I remember being scared, obviously. When Caleb and I went to see the second one, I was, like, squatting in my chair <laughs> because I couldn't <laughs> sit down. I was, like, so nervous. That I was going to have to, like, get up and run. Yeah, I don't know. I was, like, my feet (laughs) were on the seat part of the movie theater chair. I was, like, squatting in my chair. I was holding on to Caleb. And I I was still... I was still yelling. Um, Well, I don't know what you're going to do when (laughs) when I pick those. Because I'm... I haven't... I've been in an it mood since part one. (laughs) I... They were really good, and I 100% would watch them again, because they were phenomenal. Very My well issue, like, I like, <laughs> I like being scared, like, as some, like, I have anxiety in real life, so it's nice to be able to watch scary movies, because then it gives me something to, like, focus my anxiety on, and I think a lot oh. of people don't understand that. They're like, well, if you're already anxious, why would you watch scary movies? I'm like, because right. then I have a fucking reason to be anxious. Like, <laughs> it makes not- sense. To be frightened. Yes. There's a reason for me to be afraid. It's not like, oh, watch out. Well, for what, brain? (laughs) Yup, you just gotta watch out. At least this time, it's like, oh, better watch out. There's something spooky. For real. It's just that vine of, you better watch out. You better watch out. out. That's that's anxiety. That's what it is. I mean, that's, yeah. Um, So no, I 100% would watch the the two new it movies all over again the part that scared i know we're like off on a tangent here the part one of the parts that scared me the most about the second like part two of it Mm -hmm. um was when they're spoiler alert when they're in the basement and um like is this when bill Hader pops out uh, in the basement they're in the guy like goes to the pharmacy and he has to like go into the basement you know what i'm talking about yes eddie there are all the of these, boy. like, all the needles. All of the needles! And it, so, 
I work in healthcare. For folks who don't know, I work in healthcare. I draw blood and I take shots, or draw blood and give shots for a living. I don't take shots. Well, not for a living. I take shots, but not for a living. Um, That'd be a cool job, though. Anyway, so I work with needles. uh, And, like, I've had blood exposures at work. Like, well, a blood exposure. They're horrifying. Biohazards are nothing to fuck around with. And I know that's probably the geekiest thing I've ever said on this podcast. But, like, Really and truly, they're nothing to fuck around with. So watching this movie and seeing all of those needles facing up and they were rusty and disgusting, I literally grabbed Caleb by the shoulder, made him turn and look at me, and I went, that's a biohazard! In the theater. I would have been so mad if he had spoken to me in that moment. (laughs) That's a biohazard! We'll definitely have to take the BuzzFeed quiz before we watch that one and see which character we are. Yes, I love I BuzzFeed feel quizzes. like you would, in your head, want to be a Beverly. No, I'm not a Beverly. She's You're too good for me. I'm not a Beverly. <laughs> I'm probably the kid that's fake got asthma. What's Is that Eddie? Is that his that's name? Eddie, yeah. That's me. <laughs> I'm the kid that's got something wrong with him. You leave Eddie Kasprak alone. I won't. He doesn't deserve this. <laughs> okay. So, as now we that were we saying, have this is spoken. now that we have uh, said that. Yes, this movie's a classic. It was genre changing. Didn't you say that the term slasher wasn't really a thing until this movie came out? Yes, it was not a thing. Or no, it wasn't a thing before this. this yes, it was really... not a thing. Yes, it was not a thing. Um, so like Halloween had already come out by this time because i was have like, not seen halloween either you've never seen halloween you heard me what the fuck yep i literally this past year for halloween i made everyone watch it we watched halloween and then we watched nightmare on elm street 2 freddy's revenge freddy's revenge it's really fun to say the whole title i feel like freddy <laughs> they get worse Hot take here. I don't think Freddy deserves a revenge. Well, no, he definitely doesn't. That's so it's then, not a hot take. <laughs> that's not a hot take. It's really not. Well, so what? It's Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. I don't like that. They, you're right. They get worse. They get worse. And then the sixth one is Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. And then it's oh, New Nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, uh, for Final Nightmare when that came out. Because they were ready to be done. They Same. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> they, um... You are not Richie Tozier. What the fuck? <laughs> you fucking wish. What do you want from me? I took the thing. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Instead of being fully engaged while we're recording, she's taking BuzzFeed quizzes. <laughs> It'd be worse. At least I'm not playing stupid ad games on my phone like I was while we were chatting. What I was trying to say was <laughs> that when uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare premiered they had a full-on funeral for freddy krueger oof i that seems like a bad idea 
Yeah. <laughs> well, because I also, I don't remember if I brought it up during um, our episode talking about the ring or not. When uh, they decided to make the Americanized version of it, Japan held like a funeral for Sadako. Because she's like, people love her over there. Oh, she is. So, yeah, that's another thing is that like, I'm very interested and I haven't done enough research on it, but they, they loved her. They had a full on funeral for her because they were like, well, she's not ours anymore. Like, yikes. Yeah. They were like, we know that Americans are going to ruin her. That they're going to so... ruin everything. <laughs> As they do. Did you ask daddy to have the hat examined? I threw that filthy thing away. I don't know where you really found it or, or what you're trying to prove. What I learned in the dream clinic, that's what I'm trying to prove, Mother. Rod didn't kill Tina. And he didn't hang himself. It's this guy. He's after us in our dreams. But that's just not reality, Nancy. It's real, Mama. Feel it. Give me that damn thing. It even has his name written in it. Fred Krueger, Mom. Fred Krueger. Do you know who that is, Mother? Because if you do, you better tell me, because he's after me now. Nancy, trust your mother for once, please. You'll feel better when you get some sleep. All right, so getting back on track here. Before we get back on track. Okay. Before we, like, actually talk about... The actual this movie. movie. <laughs> I've got some fun facts. Yes, I love fun facts. Um, I I love the tagline on the poster. It says, if Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. I also... Nancy... Wait, no. Say that again? <laughs> if Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. That's stupid. I hated that. I dare you. I like it. I... <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I have a couple other fun facts. The high school used it was the same high school used in parts of Greece and Pretty in Pink. <gasps> no. Yeah. This is Rydell High School. <laughs> Part of it is. <laughs> Part I... of this is Rydell High School? Yes. I'm... I think that that's very funny. Thank you for that. <laughs> you were immediately like, Rydell, hi. Right on, Rydell. No. My alma I mater, Rydell High School. You said right on, Rydell. I really did. I don't know if that's real or not, but it feels real to me. It does that feel should real. Be in- that should be good enough for you. <laughs> um. Oh, also, it was loosely based. There were lots of inspirations like, forming the premise of this movie. But, um, part of it was, at the time, there were South, uh, Southeast Asian refugees in California, who he, Wes Craven, read about it in a couple newspapers, I think. Well, I can't remember if it was, like, a couple or one but it was they suffered from nightmares and they were like refusing to sleep and it led to some of the men like dying because they just wouldn't sleep (gasps) 
Like they were taking oh my pills God. and they were drinking all this coffee. Like, yeah. That's, oh, that makes me really sad. It's terrible because also like what, what was going on with them that that was le- legitimately happening? I don't know if I want to know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they I'm really sorry that that it. happened, but I'm also like, mm, no thanks. The Wikipedia had a term for it because, like, doctors, it happened. It didn't happen, like, a crazy amount because, like, it's not something that we are currently learning about still. But um, they had a term for it. And I don't remember what it is. I didn't write it down. But they were like, well, I guess this is just what we're going to call it. I guess we'll just make this up as we go. I guess we'll just call this. Um, yeah, I think those are all my fun facts that I have right now. I'm sure I'll think of more throughout the conversation. I already love this. But I'm just um, full of random fucking facts about this. Yes, actually, dude, I love fun facts. Like, random fun <laughs> facts are so fucking cool to me. Random fun facts are fun. They... I think that they end up being super helpful. Like, this is part... Well, I mean, we could really get into this. Um, this is why I really liked being captain of the Quiz Bowl team when I was in high school. Like, shit oh like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep, fun fact about me, I was captain of my high school Quiz Bowl team. Um, geek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I know lots and lots of <laughs> stupid little things about lots and lots of things. So oh, good. And that's why I'm always down to know more useless knowledge and more trivia shit. Also, fun fact, one of my most watched shows on Netflix is Jeopardy, because I love watching Jeopardy. What a geek. It's so fun. Anytime I go to the gym, I put on Jeopardy so I can, like, learn things while I work out. That's so wholesome. (laughs) I'm so glad you think so. (laughs) I like to learn things. That's good. I hope you always like to learn things I hope that always, stays. that's such a genuine wholesome like like compliment or like nice thing to say to somebody I hope you always like to learn things thank you for that Raina that made my night so much better You're not welcome. to like get goopy and sappy <laughs> <laughs> um, emotions make me uncomfortable <laughs> that's, we are not even gonna touch that subject um, fun fact of the evening um I love Johnny Depp. <laughs> let's let's talk about Johnny Depp in this. Can we please introducing Johnny Depp? Introducing this tiny is, yeah. baby Johnny Depp. He looks. His name is Glenn. <laughs> which, good lord! If I met someone and they legitimately said to me, "Hi, my name is Glenn." <laughs> my name is Glenn. I would. Walk away. <laughs> because how? How am I supposed to respect you when your name is Glenn? Give him a nickname. It's not his fault his parents named him how something do you, stupid. How do you nickname Glenn? What do you like to... What's your favorite food, Glenn? Grilled cheese. Perfect. We'll name you Cheesy. I hate that. That's worse. Is it worse than Glenn? Yeah, it is. It's worse than Glenn. Start calling him the cheese man. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my phone. <laughs> this is the end of the podcast. This is no more episodes. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is it. You ruined it. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> um, 
how I I don't even know where to begin with Johnny Depp. He's just so <laughs> like he's so small. He's so cute in this. He just looks like such a baby. Like yeah, like a literal baby. Like he an actual so child. I just want to scoop him up and protect him from every single bad <laughs> thing ever. It's crazy. He looks so much younger than Rod does. Yes. I do not know the actor's name. Oh, I have a random fact about Rod. I love it. You're not going to like it. Probably not. He was on Coke <laughs> during the <laughs> filming of this movie. <laughs> I'm not surprised about that at all, actually. So he, during... There is a, he was on Coke the whole time. Listeners, there is a very fun and interesting... If you like any of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, there's a very fun and interesting documentary. It's called Never Sleep Again, where they kind of loosely break down, like, the legacy of, like, Nightmare on Elm Street. But in, like, his talking head interview, he's like, yeah, you know, I was going through a lot of stuff. It's like, I recently became homeless during the time and I turned to drugs and all this stuff and he goes it was terrible and like now he's clean and he got clean after that like good for him that he was able to do that but yeah he talks about specifically the scene in the jail cell where he's like talking to Nancy he's like you don't think I did it right he's like I couldn't see the guy he was like yeah I don't remember really filming that at all Jesus Christ (laughs) which is like insane to me and um, then it like cuts to Heather Langenkamp, who she's she plays Nancy. It cuts to her, and she's like, "Yeah, I didn't know that. No one knew that he was going through all that. He was." Uh, she said something about like, "I just thought that he was really into it because his eyes looked really glossy." And he, she was like, "I thought." <laughs> she was like, "I just thought, damn, he is really in the headspace, and he is acting the hell out of this scene." She was like, "I need to step it up and get on his level." That's the trick. If you want to be a good horror movie actor, you need to be on coke. You know, I'm not going to recommend that. <laughs> I'm not going to recommend it, but I'm not not going to recommend it. I'm going to recommend not doing that. <laughs> I want to make my uh, stance on coke very clear. Listeners, this is your body and you get to pick what you do with it. I'm not at all saying you should do coke, but end of the day, this is your deal, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I to tell you what to do with your life? I'm just the podcast lady. Just the podcast lady. <laughs> well, the lady on the podcast told me it was okay to do coke. Oh, but the other lady on the podcast is telling me don't do coke. <laughs> um, Johnny Depp was 21 years old when he played Glenn. And apparently Wes Craven asked his teenage daughter which actor he should choose as the heartthrob boyfriend. So Wes yes. Craven's daughter picked Johnny Depp for this role. Yes. God bless you, Wes Craven's daughter. Which is crazy, because truly, it catapulted his career. It really did. I mean, introducing Johnny Depp, and now look at where he is. Introducing. Man's been acting solidly for 40 years. Good lord. I can't even imagine, like... Doing anything for 40 years. One, doing anything for 40 years. Two, living the kind of life that Johnny Depp has lived. I feel like he's seen some shit. He has definitely seen some shit. But he's also just like, he's such a good actor. Like, I've never seen anything that he's been in where I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you're not that good. 
<laughs> I've definitely thought some of his castmates were terrible. But like, he's always been amazing. I've never seen anything where I'm like, mm, Johnny Depp just wasn't that good. <laughs> What's eating Gilbert Grape? Classic. Sweeney Todd? Classic. Sleepy Hollow? Classic. Edward Scissorhands? Amazing. Beautiful. Corpse Bride, where he was just a voice actor? Ah, uh, magnificent. That's a good movie. I do love The Corpse Bride. Oh, so good. Pirates of the Caribbean? Beautiful. He was great. Never seen any of those. Ah, oh, they're so good. And they've got Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley. I like Keira Knightley. But I'll just watch Bend It Like Beckham for my Keira Knightley fix. Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah, if I want to watch anything. That's a great fucking movie. If I want to watch anything with Orlando Bloom, I'll watch Lord of the Rings. Thanks. Gross. Orlando <laughs> Bloom, what do your elf eyes see? A big important role with Johnny Depp. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's yeah. move on, shall we? <laughs> Unless you've got more to no, say about Johnny did Depp. You, yeah, I mean, I could go on for ages. Did you want to talk <laughs> about his cameo in Nightmare 6? Um, briefly, we can. That I've like never a conversation. seen it. Yeah, it seems like a conversation after you've seen Nightmare 6. <laughs> It, uh, he has a brief cameo in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Where he looks like Kevin Bacon. It's the hair. Because, <laughs> like, I'm picturing it, and I can totally, I see it. Well, so he is, he appears on a TV screen because one of the characters has smoked. Nightmare? No, oh. he's smoked. And for he smoked reason, marijuana? He smoked weed. <gasps> the devil's lettuce? <laughs> I fucking hate that. He's you are welcome. And it's uh, it's the guy that was in those Garfield movies. The guy that was in those Garfield movies. Do you ever watch those movies? Those aren't good. No, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. You've never seen the movie Garfield? No. <laughs> Bill Murray as the voice of Garfield. That's the only thing that I can think of about Garfield. And you only know that because of Zombieland. I've never seen Zombieland. You've never seen Zombieland? Bro, no! what the fuck? <laughs> you and I can't talk. <laughs> well, it's too late. We've got a whole ass podcast. This just means <laughs> I need to watch more movies. But, um, so yeah, the main the guy thing. from Garfield. Yeah, the main guy from Garfield. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Jesus Christ. I do know that he was up for the role of playing um of playing what is Randy and Scream. I do know that much. Can't think of his name, but I can tell you he was up for that role and didn't get it. Oh my god. But no, so he's he's like laying on this couch. They're in this like abandoned fucking house because they go back to Springwood. That's the city that they're in. Or the town that they're in. And it's like desolate. None of none of Freddy's dead the final nightmare makes sense. But um, so he smokes, he's on the couch, and then he's like watching TV, but obviously there's nothing on the TV. It's an abandoned house. I mean, clearly, because would it be a horror movie if it were anything else? <laughs> is it this guy? Is it Yes, it is Breckenmeyer. <laughs> How did you know? I it took a lot of digging. Actually, I was looking up main actor Garfield, hoping that that would help. And they were oh, like, "Did he you wasn't mean Clueless?" Yes, 
he was. They the... were like, "Did you mean Andrew Garfield, the actor from Spider Man?" <laughs> How dare you! The amazing oh. Spider Man. Oh, Google. That's yeah, not what I, I meant at all. I 100% forgot that he was in Clueless. He was a stoner boy. What else is new? He seems like a classic, quintessential, like stoner type character. I feel he like was, he would be very easy to type stoner cast as a stoner. In at least two movies. <laughs> but no, so he smokes. He's watching, watching, in quotes, TV, and Johnny Depp's on there, and he does a parody of the. This is your brain on drugs. <laughs> this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. And like Freddie hits him in the head with a frying pan. Very Amanda show. <laughs> Rose, Amanda, please. <laughs> I hope Amanda Bynes is doing well. I think I just saw she got engaged. Good for her. She <laughs> it was like, wow, I haven't heard about her in a couple of years. I yeah. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, honestly. <laughs> like this could go either way. I feel like a band of Amanda Mines. A band of Mines. <laughs> Abandoned like... Mines? What kind of a show is this? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> this is a terrible tangent. I love How this, did we though. Get on this? Honestly, I, said... I don't even know. <laughs> How did the... we get here? I said the old abandoned, old abandoned amusement park. It's a bit from Phineas and Ferb. Oh my god, you really... Oh god. What I was going to say was, I feel like Amanda Bynes would have been really good in, like, a mid-2000s horror movie. Yes. Like, I could have pictured her in, like, House of Wax or that My Bloody Valentine. I've never seen My Bloody Valentine. I did watch House of Wax, though. I thought that was great. Really? Yeah, I mean, it was cheesy and gross and terrible, but, like... The one with Sam Winchester and Paris Hilton. Yes, yes. Isn't uh, Chen Michael Murray's in that, right? Yes. Are you looking it up? Did you look it up? Was that the thoughts? No, I don't know. My phone was just like, how about I just stop doing my job? (laughs) I feel, but yeah, I feel like Amanda Bynes really could have flourished during that time. Probably, eh, but it's too many drugs. Um, also, My Bloody Valentine, the remake during uh, whatever, like, I want to say like two thousand six, two thousand seven, maybe. Uh, Dean Winchester is in that. Ah, oh, classic. Which was probably, unfortunately, why I watched that. <laughs> I think the one yes this is the one that I've watched it's a 2005 version of House of Wax with Jared Padalecki in it Chad Michael Murray's in this I literally just said that to you I'm so sorry I've just (laughs) I was really focused on the Jared Padalecki part (laughs) because my next bit was going to be the two of them were on Gilmore Girls together and they hated each other on the show oh 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 Okay. Are you good? I'm gonna look. Yes, I'm looking at My Bloody Valentine with Jensen Ackles. Ah, yes, there he is. What year was that? This was 2009. Nine. Damn, that was close. Okay, let's go back. He looks this. exactly like. God, he. This seems like a very Dean Winchester type of character. You should watch that movie. <laughs> is he not a Dean Winchester type of character? 
Not from what I can recall about it, but I guess I don't. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I mean, this movie made a ton of money. God, can't imagine why it was not good. Budget was fifteen million, and it made over a hundred million. Jesus. Yeah, it's made a ton of money. I would have said that House of Wax was better than that. House of Wax. Okay, let's let's get back. Anyway, back to I really want to talk about this. We're really not talking about it. We're not. Okay. All right, we've talked about Johnny Depp. Yes. I would like to talk about my girl, Nancy Thompson. Yes. She is, I know in the Scream episode that I said that Sydney Prescott is like my ultimate final girl. And that statement still stands. But Nancy Thompson is a very, very close second. That's a I bold statement. It is a bold statement, and I'm making it. All right. <laughs> I... I'm just, there's something about Heather Langenkamp's performance. She is so good. And maybe you'll see it. Um, she comes back for three. She goes back for Dream Warriors. That's such a stupid name. <laughs> How dare you? I there's said a it. whole song. Dream so Warriors. I'm very excited to get to three so you can hear the Dream Warriors song. Is it as good as... Um... Is it as good as Nightmare on My Street by DJ Jazzy Jeff? You know I love that song. I also really love that <laughs> song. It's so funny. There's something about Elm Street was the movie we saw. And the way it started was decent, you know. Nothing real fancy about this whole winning friend and this girl named Miss. But word when it was over, I said, yo, that was death. And everything seemed all right when we left. But when I got home and laid down to sleep... That began the nightmare on my street. <laughs> so there was there was nightmare on my street. Uh, if you've never heard it, now you have. You're welcome. What a classic, honestly. <laughs> Thanks, DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> what if that's the title of the episode? <laughs> and honey, what do we say to DJ Jazzy Jeff? Thanks, DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> I will say, I'm, I'm not going to say that either song is better than the other, because they're both pretty cringy. Yeah. But this song at least knows that it's cringy. Yeah, I agree. And Dream Warriors really tries to take itself seriously. Every time you say Dream Warriors, Dream I think of... Warriors. I think of Dreamweaver. That was a... Another loose inspiration for the original. Was I'm sorry. Not like loose inspiration, but like he was like, oh, well, I I like that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The guy who wrote Dream Warriors or for no, Wes Craven? Wes Craven. Oh my God, that makes it worse. <laughs> yeah, the song Dream Warriors. Dreamweaver. Dream Warriors. Okay, we need to get back on track. Okay. Now that we've talked so, about DJ Jazzy Jeff enough tonight. Love, love DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> um, no, but weren't you saying that this was, you said Dream Warriors. I almost said Dream Weavers. Oh, Dream yes. <laughs> it's on an episode of Riverdale? Yes, it is. It's the flashback episode where the 
kid, <laughs> the younger actors are playing their parents when they were in high school. And they're playing that oh. stupid D&D game. Ah, uh, yes. Or like whatever the fuck it's called. Griffins and Gargoyles. I hate that you remember that. Well, I wanted to clarify that it is not, in fact, Dungeons and Dragons. God. <laughs> I We're love d and nerds. I know you do. <laughs> I really don't have it in me to play a game like that. <laughs> Bro, it's so fun. I love d and I was the captain of my high school quiz bowl team. Like, God. <laughs> yeah. We're very different kinds of people. And I'm I'm a nerd, but I'm not that kind of nerd. We're different flavors. <laughs> different flavors of nerd. Different flavors of nerd. Like I'm looking at D and D memes right now. Oh my god, you're the great flavor of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> when we buy like the big packs of nerds, like the little ones. Oh, the grape. Like I thought you said the great flavor of nerds and I was that's why I was so confused oh no I said great oh that hurts my feelings actually <laughs> oh I went from like wow that's so nice to like wow first of all fuck you so yeah th- we I never want to eat the grape ones I want the pink ones or I want the red ones yeah I don't like grape flavored anything the, the grape flavor of nerds is probably the strongest out of any grape flavor candy yeah, and it's still yucky. Uh, Great Pez is okay. No, thank you. Alright. <laughs> I want to get back on track. Talk about so back to Nancy. Final Girls instead of talking about grape-flavored things. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say grape, grape medicine is truly the best. <laughs> oh my god, no, I think I good. could you imagine a little bit. Yeah, could you imagine <laughs> that that was my actual opinion? <laughs> oh, thank god it's not your actual opinion. That no, would have been a deal breaker. My favorite flavor of anything is red. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did you just say your favorite flavor is red? My favorite flavor of anything, of anything is red. It's red. Wow. That means I want red nerds. I want red lollipops. I want the red Sour Patch Kids. Does it I matter whether they're cherry bears. or strawberry or if they're watermelon? Like, I does that matter to cherry. you? Strawberry is okay. Watermelon is my least favorite, but I'll still Oops. eat it. Okay. Well, that's... All right. Anyway, so Nancy. Yeah, my girl Nancy. Your second favorite final girl. Yeah, it's like Sydney Prescott, Nancy Thompson, and then obviously, how could you not give a shout out to... Laurie Strode. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is an icon. I am really glad you gave me who that was because I was like, I don't know that at all. (laughs) See, I would love to watch Halloween. I would love to pick that, but also it feels wrong to watch it now, you know? Yeah, we can wait until October. It'll be fine. (laughs) But anyway. um, Yeah. I think that she's a strong character. I love I wrote down the quote when her and fucking Glenn were on the bridge and they were talking and he's like um he like looks into that whole thing from like people from Bali which I thought was such a weird that was a weird thing to throw in there but (laughs) Johnny Depp what are you doing (laughs) come on Glenn but no, so Jesus like he looks Glenn. at he looks at whatever book she's reading, and it's like 
survival tactic something. Yes. Because we're getting ready for the Home Alone sequence. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, what the fuck is this? Home Alone? <laughs> but um, she goes, <laughs> he's like, well, what are you, what is this? What are you doing? And she goes, I'm into survival. <laughs> and she just like leaves. And I'm like, how fucking yeah, man. You're going to figure out how to save yourself. And you're going to do it. Great. All I'm going to say is. Home Alone was 1990. (laughs) Six years after this. All I'm saying is that Macaulay Culkin stole this idea um, from Nightmare on Elm Street. Because as we all know, Macaulay Culkin wrote the script of Home Alone. Duh! What do you think? I've never seen Home Alone? Come on, Raina. I want to say it was John Hughes that wrote that. (laughs) Oh my god, was it? I don't know if it was for sure, but like that seems like a fact that I have in my head, and I don't know why. That makes that Writer, so John much Hughes. worse. Yeah. Oh my god! I can't believe that I remember that. Oh my god! How do I know that? Ah, uh, <laughs> that explains why I fucking hate Home Alone. What the fuck does that mean? You heard me. You know exactly what that means. Do you not like John Hughes movies? I don't mind John Hughes movies, but it's this was not a good... Home Alone was fucking trash, is what I'm trying to get at here. Wow, big yikes. <laughs> it's, okay. one of, it's one of my mom's favorite Christmas movies, and I can't oh, well, stand I it. That that's why. Well, I can't stand coming it. Coming from you, isn't your favorite National Lampoon? No. It's up there, though. What's your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite now I Christmas know. movie is the... Um, are we talking like full length or are we talking Christmas specials included? Um, full length. Okay, full length, then yeah, probably National Lampoon. Christmas specials, which I would almost rather watch just because they're, it's so much less of a time commitment. It's less of a time commitment. <laughs> it's uh, so much easier to sit down for 20 minutes. Than it is to sit down for two and a half hours. Oh, God, I love It's a Wonderful Life, but man it's so long it's so long and every year i forget how long it is no i never watch it's a wonderful life anymore because it's so long i'm like i can't do it but it's so good and it's my mom's favorite so like every year i'm like oh let me sit down and watch this with you and i'm like oh my god oh wait i made a mistake (laughs) i'm like i lied actually i just want to watch the intro and i want to watch the end (laughs) it's like the titanic of christmas movies so what's crazy is, and I was thinking about this, because, like, Titanic is famously, like, a long movie. If, yes. if any of the listeners also grew up with VHSs. Aren't Titanic there, like, two or three? Two. There were two. Yeah. I remember. Yes. We had it. But um, it's crazy. Like, I haven't watched Titanic in years because I'm like, oh, it's so long. I don't want to sit here for that. But I will sit down and watch two different movies in a night, but I won't sit down and just watch Titanic. I spent a day watching the new It movies, which is like six hours total. But I won't just sit down and watch Titanic. Well, it's a different vibe, though. It is a different vibe. Anyway, what's your favorite Christmas special? We didn't. My favorite Christmas special is The Year Without a Santa Claus. Is that the one with, with Heat Miser and Heat Snow Miser? Yes. 
so I watched it for the first time like two years ago. And you didn't like it? It was fine. The, the okay. Heat Miser and Snow Miser? Yeah. Snow Miser. Heat Miser and Snow Miser, their songs are fun. But that was I think that's why reason. I like it. <laughs> yeah, Mark made me watch it. He was like, well, you gotta watch this because of these songs. And then we, they, their songs finished and it was like, they was back in the day we had uh, DVR still. Ah, yes. And he was like, okay, we can stop it here. And I was like, what? And I was like, he's only got like 10 minutes left. He's like, I might, I'm in for a penny and for a pound at this point. I might yeah, as well just like, fucking watch it. Yeah, I'm watching the whole it. fucking special. <laughs> what is your here? favorite Christmas special? My favorite Christmas special is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay, yeah. That's reasonable. That's, that seems like a, like a Raina type of Christmas special. Because also, I, um, I hate... Sorry, I got a text wanting to uh, join a canvas for Bernie on Saturday. Oh! Should I tell them I like Elizabeth Warren? Oh! <laughs> but yeah, um, my issue with like those Christmas specials, like the classic ones, I don't like the claymation. I love the claymation. I don't like it. It's so quaint. I think it's cute. Yeah, I think it's too cute. <laughs> Again, we're very different kinds of people. <laughs> okay. Were you not as impressed with Nancy? She was okay. She was okay. I was not as impressed with her as I was with Sydney Prescott. I I am curious to see what your opinion of her will be after we watch Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> you sang it to the tune of Dreamweaver. I did. I know. <laughs> so it's you. No. Oh um, no, I know. I did that very intentionally. But yeah, because she comes back. And um, who the main girl in Dream Warriors is Patricia Arquette. Ringing any bells? Patricia Arquette, as in, uh, no, why do I know that? Hold on, hold on, don't tell me. I'm looking her up right now. I know you are. <laughs> Patricia Arquette. Who are you? We'll see if what you know her from is the same thing that, like, I iconically think of her as. She, okay, so David Arquette is her brother. Yes. She was in the act. Yeah, that's I never probably what that. you. Okay, I was like, that's probably what you know her from. No, well, I mean, Let's I know her from something else, very iconic. Who was she in Holes? Kissing Kate Marlowe. Oh my god! I'm glad I love you were that. as excited as I was. <laughs> I. Oh my god! I loved Holes. I was like, who the fuck? She was also <laughs> in Uncle Buck. That's cool. I loved Uncle Buck. She was also in Little Nicky, which I haven't seen in a hundred thousand million years. And I don't know what Little Nicky is, and I don't like Uncle Uncle Buck. Okay, well, <laughs> don't waste your time on Little Nicky. Um, it's an Adam Sandler movie, and it's trash. Oh so. my god! But yeah, so uh, Patricia Arquette is in Dream Warriors, and that was that was one of her first movies as well. I love that. This series is giving. Great actors, their starts. 
two? All of them. <laughs> All two of them. I I love Nancy Thompson. I think that she's, she's a girl who's ready to fight. And I love her speech at the end. She's like, I know the secret. She's like, I take back every bit of energy that I gave you. And she's like, no. I can control my own destiny. You get the fuck out of here. Who the hell are you? Nobody. I thought that that was neat. I did really like that she was like, I take back every bit of energy that I ever gave you. Because I do think a lot of... mm, It reminded me kind of... um, Do you remember that part in Paranormal Activity, the first one, where they find out, like... Or maybe it's the second one, where they're like... (laughs) this like demonic entity or whatever is like feeding off this energy so the more you like pay attention to it and yeah. think about it and talk about it like I the stronger it the it's getting one. that's what this reminded me of but also at least in nightmare on elm street like you could see the villain it wasn't like paranormal activity where you're like oh my god what the fuck i can't what's happening about those movies girl same <laughs> I thought Nancy was okay. I didn't think she was as good as Sydney Prescott. It felt like, like, yes, she saved herself. I don't know. Something just felt off about it to me. I don't know. I can't really explain it. I just wasn't as impressed with her, I think. Sad face. I love her. She's Nancy okay. <laughs> I wanted. Right. She is all right. I wanted more, honestly, out of Tina. I thought Tina would have had a bigger part in this. I'm sad that she died off the bat, but also... R.I.P. What a great death scene. That was one of my iconic. Uh, really and truly. Because also... I... I always forget how actually violent and actually bloody yes. her death is. Yes. And there's a, there's a similar death in New Nightmare. Okay. But it's you not sound like you're looking it up or you're thinking about it. I was just thinking about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't tell which of these things <laughs> is happening. It's not nearly as iconic because you're like, oh, well, it's like the first one, which is kind it's of not the first one. It's kind of the point because, like I, I yeah. told you, it's like Heather Langenkamp's like a fictional character, right? Okay. Yeah. That's not. Yep. Yeah. It's That's weird. The- I don't like that. <laughs> also, every time you say her name, I think you're going to say Heather Locklear. And I'm like, that's not right, Raina. Nope. I can't even put a face to Heather Locklear. Neither can I. That's what makes this so terrible. Oh, okay. I was like, why do you know that? Who is that? I, I know the name. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to look up Heather Locklear right now because this is bothering me. Now I'm going to ramble on for a little bit. Please do. About how just like, also, Heather Langkamp is so cool. IRL. Heather Locklear? No. She's so cool <laughs> IRL. She married a like special effects person who worked on a lot of horror movies. He did work on the original Pet Cemetery, One of my other all-time faves. But um, which is fun because the little the kid that plays Gage in the original Pet Cemetery plays her son in New Nightmare. How very full circle. Very full circle. But um so she 
got into special effects, like working on these horror movies with him. They've done work on Cabin in the Woods. And yes. On, I think she said like six seasons of American Horror Story. Which is super cool. Can't I imagine. American Horror Story. Can't imagine the type of gore that goes into that. Mm, I think some seasons more than others. Some yeah. seasons more than others. Ugh. I haven't watched in a while. <laughs> uh, we should do a couple of episodes on American Horror Story. That would be very interesting. I would, yeah, that would be dope. So, the end of my little rant. I love Nancy <laughs> Johnson. Love Heather Langkamp. And that's how Sue sees it. That's how Sue sees it. I know you too well now, Freddy. You die. It's too late, Kruger. I know the secret now. This is just a dream. You're not alive. This whole thing is just a dream. I want my mother and friends again. I take back every bit of energy I gave you. You're nothing. You're shit. Okay, so one thing that I did find really, really interesting about this movie was this idea of like vigilante justice. It was like a really um, different. It reminded me a little bit of Batman, Ooh. where like. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, like the idea, Batman. the idea of Batman, <laughs> but like a very different take yeah. on the idea of vigilante justice. Right, because um, Batman is not a one and done type of person. He just keeps no, going. He but just these, can't. These these parents really banded together. They got it done. Killed this guy, and then yep. Oh man, sorry. Now I just thought of. <laughs> I thought of the. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of Freddy's dad again. And now I'm getting angry. <laughs> and now I'm getting angry. They they tried to do some stuff, and I just remember this. They tried to do some stuff uh, with, like, 3D technology. Which Oof. is crazy. Because that's, like, what, 91? Yeah. So what, were you going into this movie with one red lens and one blue lens? Like, Oh, there's a part where they would tell you to put the glasses on <laughs> oh my fucking god i can't wait till we get there it's so dumb sorry <laughs> i just remembered that i'm like thinking of like why did i hate that movie and i go oh yeah that's why also there's a roseanne cameo oh my god roseanne and a tom arnold cameo who's tom arnold they were famously married and then they got divorced oh, yeah, oh. he he was on the show. He was on Roseanne. Well, I would not have ever known that actually. So, oh, my mom really liked Roseanne. I liked watching Roseanne. I just didn't know that that was a thing. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. So yeah, vigilante justice. This was. It's very interesting that like I <laughs> never really think a lot about like. Yeah, it is vigilante justice, and I'm not convinced that they did the wrong thing same i would go so far as to say they did the right thing here 
what she says the lawyers got rich and the judge got famous but someone mm-hmm. forgot to sign the search warrant in the right place and just like that Kruger was free yep I need you to know I didn't write that down that's just 100% <laughs> I knew that that's why I like didn't want to say anything I was like no she's thinking really hard (laughs) she remembers this she's she's remembering she knows this I am Marge (laughs) I am Marge I think kidding I think this is a really good like this is a good snapshot of what the fucking American justice system looks like you know what I mean like yeah bad people don't always go to jail even when we know that they're guilty and sometimes good people go to jail for stupid reasons that they like shouldn't be going to jail for but that's a whole nother time podcast for a whole nother time it really is that's we could definitely get into that but we could really really get into that but i don't think i have the emotional energy to do that well certainly not now <laughs> that's a lot that's so much but this is this is an idea where like i can't i mean obviously i'm not a parent i can't imagine having a child knowing that they're in this kind of danger knowing that like hey there's a guy in my town who wants to like murder my kid just like just because they're a kid and there's nothing that the legal system is willing or able to do about it like that's got to be scary so shout out to these parents for (laughs) hot take shout out to these parents for fucking killing freddy (laughs) krueger they did that i will say it's pretty fucked up that march kept the fucking glove well, every serial killer needs a souvenir. Ooh, how cool would that have been for a spinoff or, like, for a sequel? Would have been, like, her ending up as a serial killer. I would watch that. I think that would have been really bad. I think it would have been hilarious. <laughs> that. Yeah, hilarious. Not good. Oh, hilarious. I think... That every time I say hilarious, you hear good, but that's never what I say. <laughs> um, I also where uh, what were we talking about about vigilante justice though? Like while we were chatting, and you were like, "Oh yes, oh um, how Freddy Krueger originally wasn't supposed to be like a child murderer." Oh yes. He was written as a child molester. Which specifically. I think is objectively worse. (laughs) Yes. I would also probably say that. They're both obviously terrible. Gross and horrible. But it's to to go ahead and say that is awful. (laughs) Yeah. But Um, um I think that that really would have changed the whole dynamic of this movie. The whole dynamic of this movie, it would have changed any sequels. Like, it really would have. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he... Because maybe Freddy Krueger still would have become the pop culture icon that he is. Yeah. But it would have meant a whole different thing. Absolutely. And you said that the reason Wes Craven changed the character was because there was a string of like big high like high-ish profile um, child molestation cases in California at the time that this movie was like being done and he was like I don't want people to think that I'm drawing inspiration from this yeah so it wasn't 
necessarily like high profile, but like they were like in the news. Yeah, some shit was happening in California, and he was like, "Well, hold on." <laughs> Shout out to Wes Craven for being conscious of that, though. Instead of just going, you know what? No, this is going to make a good movie, and I can make a lot of money on it. Well, what's crazy is I'm trying to think. I don't remember how much, if any, influence he had on the remake. Because in the remake, it's he's a molester. It's not child murderer. Like, they lean into it a lot. Yeah. Which might be one of my many problems with that remake. One of my many problems with it's it. It's just not good. <laughs> not a good movie. <laughs> It's poorly made. But uh, Emmett from Twilight's in it for like five minutes. Kellen Lutz. God. <laughs> Brittany, you never remember actors' names. Oh, you ho, ho. literally no one's name. But I remember most of the actors from Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think... So we talked about this a little bit like, while we were chatting, too, about how, like, sexual Freddy is with his victims. Do you think that that is Wes Craven and the rest of the team's way of tying in the original idea of Freddy being a a molester? I think a little bit. Yes. Okay. I would probably say that that's not, like, as an homage to the original, like, unknown Freddy Krueger but like that's probably what that was just like remnants left over yeah I think that it still worked like even as a creepy murderer like yeah because it's not necessarily like full-on molester but like it's he's gross and creepy and sexual yeah because he's a creepy demon thing Whatever the fuck Freddy Krueger is. Whatever the fuck Freddy Krueger is. I know a little bit about what he is. We get into a lot of backstory with these sequels. But I'm not gonna... We won't touch it yet. (laughs) There's too much to touch on. I couldn't get into it if I tried. Does he... So, like, in this movie, it seemed like he was only really sexual with the girls... As yes. these movies go on, does he get more sexual with the male characters as well, or does he stay kind of like exclusively gross to women? Because I think so. that could say something. In the second one, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's mm-hmm. Revenge, <laughs> it's not a final girl. It is the main character is a guy. His name is Jesse. <gasps> Which is, it's, my, personally, I love it. I think it is just as funny and not, obviously, not as good as this one. Nothing could be as good as this one. <laughs> Nothing could possibly be as good as this Like dream in Warriors, your eyes. Dream Warriors comes close. Dream Warriors. <laughs> But, like, the sequel, it it really tried to do something. And it tried to do something new. Which I respect as a whole. Because it takes... It's a, it's a guy. And he... He is... Uh, man, I don't know if he continued acting in, like, horror movies. But, like, 
He's a scream queen. He screams so much in that movie. He's a scream queen. I love that. When we <laughs> cover this movie, I want that to be the title. Jesse is the ultimate scream queen. I cannot wait to watch this one. That one with you. Because it's it's gen- it's genuinely like one of my favorites to go back and like rewatch. Because it takes it's yeah, it's it's different. Does Freddie get like weirdly sexual with Jesse? The way that he gets sexual with the girls in the first movie? Not necessarily in the same way. Okay. But there's so many um like weird little there's a lot of sexual stuff that happens in the movie. Whether it's between Freddie and Jesse or between Freddie and a different male victim. There's one specific death that comes to mind and I want I'm not going to say who or what yes. it is, but I want you to just keep that in mind. There is a very specific, very almost sexual sexually explicit death. Almost sexual ooh, I'm intrigued. It's it's a lot to handle. Not is in it like a not like, in like a triggering way? Not in okay. a triggering way, but like in a I can't believe they did that. <laughs> I can't believe you made me watch that. Yeah. And I think that every single time that I watch that movie, I'm like, oh yes, this is going to happen. I'm really interested in how a death can be sexually explicit in a non triggering way. It's very weird. I'm not sure exactly how to to frame it. Okay. Because I don't want to spoil it. No, I don't want you to spoil it. I can't wait to see this, though. Maybe maybe I'll just go through all seven of them for my next seven picks. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wouldn't you who's, love that? Who's to say? <laughs> but, well, yeah, I mean, it's... So, I... I personally... I, I enjoy the second one because it tried to do something different with a male final girl, essentially. A male scream queen. A male scream queen. That's what Jesse is. But also, um, I remember during that documentary that I told you about that four-hour one. Your four-hour documentary. My four-hour. Yeah, it's great. But um, so the actor, there's a lot of like weird, not weird, but like almost homoerotic, like Easter eggs. I love a good homoerotic Easter egg. There is, at one point, he's, like, in his room, and, like, his female counterpart is in there as well, because they're, like, trying to put stuff away, because the thing is, he, Jesse and his family have moved into the Elm Street house. Ooh! Yeah. And so he's, like, putting all stuff stuff away, and the girl comes over, and he's like, oh, sorry, my dad's been yelling at me to put the stuff away, and he won't let me leave the house. And she's like, well, I'll just help you, and then we can leave. She's like, it's fine. And she's putting stuff away in his closet, and then she finds um, Nancy's diary, and then they read it. But while <gasps> she's putting stuff away in the closet, there's a board game by her hand that says Probe. Ooh! Like, it's a lot of little stuff like that. But um, what's crazy I is that, really like, like that. I the, think that's really funny. The writers and the directors were like, no, what are you talking about? We didn't view it as that. Like, people now watching that. And, like, people, when they made that documentary, watching it 
like tell them like did you know that like this is kind of like a gay horror movie did you know this movie's gay did you know this do you know how gay this movie is do you know how gay you made this movie and they're like no what are you talking about it's like we didn't think whatever they absolutely knew (laughs) they're like no and then the guy that plays jesse came out later (gasps) good for him and he was like i don't know how they wouldn't have known they knew how gay this was (laughs) (laughs) this poor kid is like i knew how gay it was he's like i'm surrounded by everything that's happening here that's pretty fucking gay it's pretty (laughs) that should be the title of that one pretty fucking gay i mean yeah we'll get there we'll get there we'll preface it though and be like listen if you're gonna be a little homophobe you can get the fuck away (laughs) um i think that to get back to this whole idea of how sexual Freddy is. <laughs> is and this idea of vigilante justice, I think the, the bottom line between, like, obviously between these two things is, like, violence is violence. So whether Wes Craven wanted Freddy Krueger to be a child molester or just a child murderer, like, violence is violence. And violence against children, especially, like, people, uh, generally speaking, I would say the majority of folks are not a big fan of violence against children you know i i don't have a lot of faith in humanity but i think that's one thing that most of us can agree on well Um, you know that like leave uh, kids alone stereotype of like if like a a child molester or like a child murderer gets arrested and they go to like prison that chances are they're gonna get murdered in there well i'm you know it serves them right uh leave kids alone you know (laughs) i know you're with me on this one i just really wanted to emphasize (laughs) Uh, serves you right. Leave kids alone. <laughs> That's the title. That's the title. Serves you right. Leaves leave kids alone. Um, <laughs> leave Brittany alone. <laughs> leave her alone. Um, that man's name is Chris Crocker. In case you were wondering, and he I is wasn't. living. He is living his absolute best life. Good for him. <laughs> I, I follow him on Facebook. There's love because I'm old. Anywho. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, like, there's a lot to be said here for how people are viewing, like, there's not a way for this movie to be controversial in the same way that, like, oh, well, this villain is sympathetic, or, like, this villain isn't, like, I can't think of anybody who actually, in real life, sympathizes with Freddy Krueger. We all agree that violence against children is wrong, and you oughtn't have done that. You oughtn't have done that. You you oughtn't have done that. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to go so far as to say that um, he deserves the parents murdering him. So there's that. For sure. And I think it's weird that he was sexual with the girl. Like the whole tongue thing just really fucking freaked me out. Like the scene, didn't you say it was like when she was in English class? Yeah. The first one where he's just like doing the the weird close up of his tongue. That made me uncomfortable. And she burns herself on the... I can't theater. fucking blame her. <laughs> <laughs> but also... Um, the scene with the phone. Yeah, it was like, you can't talk about Robert Englund's weird tongue without talking about the phone. Oh, I wanted to vomit. It was so... <sighs> so good, though. Fucking gross. Literally, a tongue I'm your pops- boyfriend now, Nancy. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Like, one... Ah! Two. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. 
<laughs> that's the bad on that. That's how Sue sees it, truly. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to rate this movie? Um, or do you have anything to add? I have a fun, I have another fun fact. Yes. Um, so you know where she, it's like during all the Home Alone shit. And then they go into the basement. Yes. And he's like really distracted and she's like, hey. And she sets him on fire. Yes. So while that shot is like not the best because you're like, obviously that's not Robert Anglin. That man looks way thicker and his face is thicker. But also, that man is on fire. Yes. So, so I, I have willing to some let fun it go. facts about that. Um, the, that stuntman, whose name is escaping me, I did not write it down, and I apologize. He played... He knows what he did. He played Ghostface in the first two screams. Stop! No! Like That's the, so cool. Like stuntman, Ghostface, like running around. That's so cool. Also, that whole thing, him turning the corner running up the stairs, falling back down the stairs, and getting halfway up the stairs was filmed in one take. (gasps) I love that. Isn't that great? That's (laughs) amazing. I was really hoping... We've talked about this in another episode where we were like, no, I can't imagine being on fire for... (laughs) Yes, because I was talking about the... um, I believe the... What is the tanning machine death in uh, Final yes. Destination 3? Yes, that's it's exactly one of my what it was. deaths to bring up in terms of fire, for sure. And she was on fire for, like, quite a while. Yeah, and we were like, can I you imagine being like... on fire for that long? And I was like, no, absolutely not. Well, because she wasn't in, the stunt woman wasn't in, like, a suit or anything. They put, like, a gel over her that allowed her to be on fire for, like, I think it was 30 seconds? No, thank you. Whereas, like, this man was, like, in a suit. Well, it was which also 1984. Yeah, which is still like obviously terrifying yeah. to be in. I am not saying that either of them is safer or less scary. But I was really hoping you would be able to say no. This man was on fire for like a minute and a half solid and like this is how we did it. <laughs> I was hoping we could tie this back to Well, I mean, Irving on no one, one take. Oh my god. Very impressive. That's horrifying. But also, I guess that's less scary than having to do it in more than one take. Also, my other fun fact is um, not the dad, but like his, I don't know, like the deputy guy. He's in the one cop. Yeah, the one cop that we see the most of. Yes. He is the sheriff in the first scream. Jesus Christ. This is all, it all comes back, it all comes back, it all comes back. <laughs> oh, I also said, could you imagine being that sleep doctor where she wakes up and she just has this hat out of nowhere? And yes. you're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but you need to get the fuck out of my clinic. It was like, you gotta go. You, you gotta go. The doctor's gone. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't remember why. <laughs> That's how I wanted to say that. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> Shout out to John Mulaney. Oh, also, it's super fucking gross that Tina and Rod have sex in her mom's bed. Oh, my God. Yes. It's fucking vile. And I'm not here to slut shame people. What I am here to do, though, is tell you, please don't have, have sex, sex in your, in your parents' bed. bed. 
Yes. You have sex in your own goddamn bed. This is why you have a bed. Yeah. Well, that's not the only reason, but like, <laughs> you have your own bed. Use well, that's it. their only reason. The whole point is you can't fall asleep. <laughs> can't fall asleep. Might as well just have sex. It'll be Might fine. As well fuck. Might as well just fuck about it. Um, okay. I also, this is only vaguely related, but what else is new? Um, <laughs> I would really like to make a statement on them having this just like horrifyingly loud sex. <laughs> um, just while we're looking at Johnny Depp laying there. And I felt so, like, I had a lot of feelings on it because poor Johnny Depp is sitting there and he's like, morality sucks. And I'm like, but does it though? Like, look at you, you sweet 21 year old little baby. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but like, I'm not, I'm not here to victim blame, but what I am going to say here is that if you would have um, maybe cooled it a little bit with how loud you were having sex, people probably would have known you were getting murdered. And that's also where I'm going to leave it. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm going to leave it. That's a good point. <laughs> but also, um, there's no way that those two high schoolers were having sex like that. Absolutely not. I didn't want to be the one to say it. <laughs> I'll say it. There's no <laughs> way. Also, once I, he like gets oh, off of her, like he doesn't have he's a so sweaty. On, they don't have to clean up anything. <laughs> no, like this is setting up unrealistic expectations for high schoolers and what sex is like. It really is. Sex is gross. <laughs> There's a lot of cleanup. It's, it's not so like that at all. <laughs> it's <laughs> it uh, similarly to Freddy's murder scene slash Tina's death. It's just one big mess. God, I thought you were about to say it's a lot of blood. And I was like, Brittany, I think you're having sex wrong. <laughs> Who are you to judge me? <laughs> All right, rate it, please. All right. <laughs> I... <laughs> please, I'm ready to be done with this. Um, I don't remember if I told you what I wanted to rate this, but I've been giving it some thought. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give this four chainsaws. Wow. What made you give it another chainsaw? Because I think you said three was when we last talked. I thought that I gave it four and a half when we talked. <laughs> so I was I like, said oh. four and a half. You said three. I'm going to give it. Yeah, no, I stand by that. I'm going to give it four. Just because I fucking love Johnny Depp. He is so precious. He really and I know he's, like, in real life, he's 21 when he shoots this movie. He is such <laughs> a good teenager, though. Really, like, He looks like a baby. He looks like a baby. He really, like, he falls asleep after Nancy's like, hey, can you just do me this one fucking favor and uh, make sure I don't die in my sleep? Thanks. She comes back, too, and she's like, you <laughs> fucking fell asleep? Yeah. What the hell? And he's like, oh, sorry. Um, he's just like, I don't know. I think he's a really great teenage boy. He does a great job. Um, Freddie was spooky. And yeah, no, I think that this was a classic. Like, this is a classic movie. There's not really... We talked about this while we were just chatting. Like, you can't talk about scary movies without talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. You I mean, like, can't. You could, but like, why would you? Why would you? Yeah. Don't even talk to me. Don't... Yeah. So... There's that. I give it four chainsaws. Okay. Very cool. 
right. I'm going to give this. I've been debating. <laughs> like all day, like in preparation of us recording today. <laughs> okay. Because like part of me, I'm very stingy with that last half chainsaw. I've given Jennifer's body and Candyman four and a half. And Scream's the only one to get the five, I think. But I think I have to give this five. Oh! It's so iconic and also, like, so not, like, what is the word I'm looking for? It's influential. There you go. I was like, I don't know what you're trying like, to say. Indicative? It's no. so indicative. It's so influential on probably like who I am as a person, which is a really fucked up thing to say, like if you think about it. But like it's definitely one of the movies that made me love horror movies. Yeah. Like Freddy Krueger is I I said this offline i don't remember if i said this while we were recording or not but i was like freddy krueger was pop culture he was everywhere like i remember in that documentary them talking about how there was a line a phone number that you could call and quote-unquote talk to freddy krueger why would you want to do that and it was just like recordings obviously of robert england like just saying lines (laughs) Which is weird, but, like, that's how big he was. He was a big enough move- movie character that they held a funeral for him when they tried to kill him. And I stress try to, because then we had two movies after that. <laughs> and then a remake. But, I mean, this is iconic. It really just, it is. It is. simple. <laughs> Um, I think the script is really funny. I think there's a lot that's not necessarily <laughs> meant to be funny, but it yes. is. Fingernails. <laughs> well, they were more like finger knives, really. But also, like, <laughs> this is, this is, um, what are you laughing at? I really hope you're going to bring up one of these. Go ahead. If I you don't bring so, it up, I'm going to. I have so many. Is it the Tina line? Yes. So it is... <laughs> I haven't I haven't decided. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Here's part of the podcast making magic. I haven't decided which um transitions or intro I'm gonna use yet, but there was a potential maybe I did use it, who's to say? <laughs> at the time of this recording. At the time of this recording, I don't know. Because I just record a bunch and then I pick later. With something as iconic as this, there's a lot of things to pick from. <laughs> But, um, yeah, the first time we see Rod and we see Nancy and Glenn is them getting out of the car. They're walking up to school and Tina's telling them about their ni- about her nightmare. And Rod just comes up, first of all, out of nowhere. And he goes, I had a hard on when I woke up this morning. Tina had your name all over it. And she goes, there's four letters in my name, Rod. How could there be room on your joint for four letters? I want it to be very, very clear that I missed. So you missed it. I missed so Tina's missed line because combat. I was laughing at Rod's line so fucking hard. It was hilarious. 
because I'm like, wow, what an introduction. What a way to start a conversation with somebody. Like, exactly. He doesn't know anything about what they're talking, talking about. about. The first Not even a good morning. He's like, by the way, I had a boner up. this morning. And I want you to know it's because of you. I was thinking about you and it gave me a big fat boner. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, did you do the English homework? <laughs> right, like, where do you go from there? But, like, there are funny lines. There's so many iconic lines. Like, the first words that we hear Freddy Krueger say. <laughs> Tina goes, you can laugh all you want. I know you're thinking about the arms. I can't help it. And I need you to know that I wrote when that happened. I said, yes, it's funny now. But still, iconic. <laughs> but then, so Tina sees him. And she goes, please, God. And he goes, this is God. As he holds up his hand. And honestly, it's fucking As crazy. his arms are like 12 feet long. No, normal he's coming thing. at her. Nope. As he's walking towards her, they're just like big, big long <laughs> spaghetti arms. I digress. It's a great movie. Oh, also, <laughs> she's freaking out. Nancy is like looking at herself in the mirror at one point. Oh my god. And she says, oh, God, I look 20 years old. God, to look 20 years old again? I'm going to go ahead and say that I probably look like I'm 20. I get carded a lot still. Which, like, in a college town. But, like, I don't know, man. I have a young-looking face. You do. I almost never get carded anymore. Um, It's, I, Yeah. Leaving college has aged me significantly, and college itself definitely aged me significantly. So, so yeah. But also, white people don't age well. I've said it before, I'll say it again. <laughs> so, there's that. So, yeah, I give this movie five chainsaws. Beautiful. Love it. So, that was it. Right. That, was, that, was, that was Nightmare, that was on, Nightmare Elm on Elm Street. <laughs> 1984, the original. The best. I don't want to hear shit about the remake. <laughs> don't mention it. <laughs> Do not even think about bringing it up to Reina. It's just really bad. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it so I can be like, nope, here it is. Here's my opinion. God, you better not fucking like it. I don't know what to tell you. I can't promise I'm not going to like it. I'm probably not, though. I saw a bit of it. I was looking for a movie to watch. Um... But it was like me and Troy, I think Mark had just gone to bed. And I, I always try and convince Troy to watch a scary movie with me, and he never wants to. <laughs> but um, I was like, we could watch the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. It's really bad. And you know how Netflix will give you like a little like teaser, almost, of yes. like a random scene? And it was so bad watching it. And even Troy was like, this is not good. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, if someone who hates horror movies can tell me that it's not good, then I think that that really says something. So anyway, that's that. Anyway, there's Nightmare on Elm Street. That's uh, that's the that on that. That's how Sue sees it. Truly. All right. Um, email us. Yeah. dot and dot chainsaws at gmail.com. Tune in next time. Who knows what the fuck we're gonna do? It's your pick. <laughs> I said what I said. I don't know what we're doing. You're never ready to pick. 
I Come have... on, man. I got six sequels <laughs> and a remake in my back pocket. I've got something in mind, but I don't know if that's what I want to watch. Anyway. Well, tune in next time to see yeah. if I hate it. <laughs> you probably will. If I end up picking the one that uh, that I want to, you're going to hate it. I already know you don't like it, so. I'm intrigued. <laughs> All, All right. right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>